welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today um, on this pretty hot day, um, going to get up to like the 90s today, so let's bear with us. Hopefully we don't sweat through our clothes. Um, but uh, I have with me a singer-songwriter. Um, she has a new EP out. It's called Space in Between. Um, she is a yoga instructor. Um, and I'm excited to talk to her about her artistry and uh, her passions and why she does what she does. I'm very uh, fortunate to be speaking with her today. Desi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, how are you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> um, today is a kind of a crazy day, considering I'm energetically and for people dealing with what we have to deal with every day. So I prayed before I went to bed and well, really by praying, I mean, like I just started getting into altar work, um, which is a little more involved than praying from what I understood as praying. So like putting photos of like my contemporaries of my ancestors of my elders of myself, um, of deities, um, putting all the elements there. So having, I have like an aloe vera plant for healing on my altar, um, an ankh to represent spirit, a peacock feather to represent air, um, a candle that I light to represent fire. And then um, you offer your ancestors food. So I have like a plate of lentils, tomato, apples, and kale on it, which was hard for me actually to do that. Cause I'm like, uh, I don't, you can't like eat the food afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but I like learned that like, you know, the guides know how much food you have. So give what you can. And like, and then after 24 hours, you like dispose of it or whatever. Um, so I did that and that's new to me and that felt really good to me. Um, so I just like offered that to the world the other night and um, kind of just trying to navigate these situations differently than I have in the past, especially in June. I just felt like all of June was just like anxiety and like kind of like not feeling purposeful in, in my direct action. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Long-winded answer. But, um, I appreciate you like, you know, sharing and, uh, um, really just articulating all those feelings. Um, it is like, it's just so disturbing. And uh, it's a reminder that we need to keep organizing. Um, last night was just reprehensible, disgusting. Just so, so like, you know, heartbreaking that like, the actions that have happened and how much the conversation has expanded this year, like how that still isn't getting through to these racist police officers. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't sleep last night either. Um, like I had some comrades. Um, I'm part of a, I'm part of the PSL and we had some group members uh, go down to Kenosha last night. And, um, they were out marching in the streets and sort of, you know, 
having, I mean, I, there were confrontations with riot cops last night and, you know, we had some folks that were shot with rubber bullets and tear gassed and um, I worried so much for their safety. I worried for the safety of just everyone that was out there in the streets last night. I was just really fucking hoping. I'm not much of a prayer. Like, I guess I've never really, I don't really subscribe to like those, to just that way of um, like closure. I, I feel like I guess, I just feel the best course of action is just direct action. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, like that's what we need right now. I was, I was just so, really hoping that Jacob Blake survived and from what it looked like it's like it seems he's still in critical condition but he's pulling through i was just really worried that like he was going to make it um and um yeah i we're gonna be taking it to the streets uh you know the probably the next couple days at least um you know, however long we have to, um, I think I'm going to go down to Kenosha tonight with some friends to rally. Um, it has been a very tumultuous summer for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. like just even, um, it, it just feels like every single week there's like something new that really courses through people's fears or worries or anxieties. Um, you know, aside from the pandemic we're currently going through and the fact that people still are, you know, not taking it seriously, people aren't taking masks seriously. People, you know, I, I just, I'm hoping that everyone is just finding ways to find it. Everyone is finding their peace and tranquility and is getting out to do things that, you know, make them feel wholesome like through all of this anxiety because yeah, that's yeah. How which is why which is why I've been focusing more on what I did last night because it's not so much even like I I'm not a Christian or I don't really subscribe to any kind of religious belief so when I say prayer like meditation or being at my altar that action is to one ease my anxiety and like instead of reacting like taking a moment and feeling how I feel and then when I do that I better understand what I can do just like in the same idea like it's important that people are resting and people are getting what they need and that sort of thing so that they can do things like you and your friends were doing last night which I appreciate because that's a whole nother conversation. Like I personally feel like my body has been through enough trauma. And even with when things like that happened last night, my personal reaction, cause I started thinking about my lovers and I start thinking about my family and I, we don't need to put our bodies out anymore. So there's other things that we need to do. Cause like Milwaukee last year declared racism to be a mental health crisis. And also we're in a health crisis with the pandemic. So it's like, we need resources, not only and tools, not only to do, to be in the streets, but also to tackle this health crisis, which means finding more equilibrium within my body. And um, those things help. 
So I definitely like try to encourage black people, especially to like, to sit and breathe and like not put your bodies out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally like, I hear where you're coming from. Um, that, you know, I, I think that also for anyone watching this, like any allies, um, anyone that did like see what happened last night, like I, I, really implore people not to share the video because like mm -hmm. like it can be such a traumatic um response for folks um and like like i couldn't even i i like turned the video like i walked i kind of watched it but i couldn't like look i could only mm -hmm. really like hear it because like it is just watching somebody get hurt is like such a trigger for me Mm -hmm. um naturally <laughs> yeah right right and uh, you know I just it's just like people people that like want to do the right thing shouldn't be you know sharing documentation of a black person getting shot seven times by a cop um in order to prove that like that like that this is wrong or like this is a real issue like we've it's been documented so many so many so many times you know we can't just react we have to act um mm -hmm. so i'm hoping we can do that and i'm hoping that I'm, I'm i'm just really hoping that milwaukee really does show out to continue expressing support and expressing that you know we're not going to take any more of this shit yeah Yes. <laughs> I also think burning is cleansing, so I'm just gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. I um I did just get a new I got a new pack of incense from uh the Bronzeville Collective. Um Sweet. Yeah, I um I become big incense guy this summer. Burning <laughs> it like a lot more because you need that aromatherapy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I um I made a a special drink because I feel like I always see um when you talk about your podcast you always mention what people are drinking and I was like oh I don't drink alcohol really so I don't know what I'm supposed to be drinking um so I just have some this like antioxidant tea but I added this CBD that I really <laughs> like um from Very Canny nice. Hemp Co but it's water soluble so like usually people get oil-based ones you know that you put under your tongue but with this one because it mixes with liquids it goes into my bloodstream faster so like I can actually feel it like mm. so that's what I'm drinking <laughs> hey we we love to have all <laughs> kinds uh on the show I uh yeah I mean especially like these mid these midday episodes I typically don't drink like I it, yeah it's too early I feel like I'm still waking <laughs> up so tea would sound nice um, right now, I'm just, you know, going with the old-fashioned tap water. <laughs> but that, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a vibe either way. Yeah, so it sounds like, so you you have a lot of um, holistic methods of coping. It sounds like. Yeah, I mean, that's what music is. Like, I wish it was more than that. I'm trying to figure that out. But that's what it initially has been for me. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, well. 
you you mentioned something about like lentils what were you saying about that <laughs> i gave it as an offering to you know whatever is around me um yeah because like if you're asking you know your spirits or a guide or energy or whatever like you bring something like that's actually worth something like um there's that saying like if people are talking to whatever you know they believe is god or the divine like being like i'm sorry i asked you for more than i thanked you kind of thing like you know so it's just a way of just offering something that i actually would use <laughs> like yeah. yeah that's cool that's hey that's a beautiful thing um yeah i i think um the key word you use there is spirits you know yeah I, i'm not i'm not religious either um I'm, but I am pretty, like, I would consider myself pretty spiritual. Like, if you do the right thing, then the right things will come to you, sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And that's sort of my response of like, when you see, when I'm under stress or when I'm, when the world around me is hurting, like, I feel that I need to, I need to give something to whatever is suff suffering you know like i have to do right by even if it like if it's myself like if i'm under stress and i need a break i owe it to myself to give it because that's what my spirit is asking of me mm -hmm. um, and the feeling of accomplishment you get after you've overcome something is sort of like where i like my spirit thanks me and i thank my spirit for Mm -hmm. through it you know um in terms of the world around it's like well i have to play my part and um whether it's my friends whether it's my family com the community um whoever needs whoever is in pain right now like you know it's it's just it's my obligation as a as a um sentient organism yeah I just learned recently too. So like, like I was saying, like, it's very new to me practicing this altar work. And I have this um, sacred circle that I organized. And recently, because I'm trying to really deepen my practices. And I learned from um, my sister, her name's Zakia Well, she's a local artist. She's awesome. She's dope. Um, if anyone wants to look her up, Zakia Wells. Um, she she basically like taught it to me in this way. Cause like, I wouldn't say I'm skeptical. Like when people tell me like mystical spiritual things, like I listen, um, but I'm not really sure I internalize things so much. And she kind of told me to look at it in a way, as far as like when like talking to deities or wanting them, um, wanting their help or something that just think about it kind of like the deity that you choose, the thing that they represent, like their archetype or whatever, like you're praying for that energy, like within yourself. So like the more you focus on something like that, the more you'll emulate it really. Um, and that was really helpful to me. So that's why like praying for someone's peace, like is important. <laughs> like yeah, whatever, for their healing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Whatever that even if it is like a religion like whatever yeah you know whatever someone does subscribe to that allows them to like you know find clarity and find uh, 
strength within themselves to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've Reddit at all, but I've gotten really into <laughs> Reddit recently. Like I yeah. follow all of the subreddits, and you learn, and you know, you you find a lot of really engaging dialogue and ideas about you know these sorts of things, like the energy in the universe and mm-hmm. what propels people to act do say think behave um yeah well we're, we can get into all the spirituals and the the metaphysics and everything but first desi i wanted to talk so we talk on mr nice we talk love and fear uh passion and creativity mm-hmm. and um so as we mentioned at the beginning um you do yoga you um make music and uh, I really like your music. I think it's a very wonderful, like, sort of, like, futuristic, like, dreamy pop sound. And I love that stuff. And, you know, it just feels like you're, like, you're just singing through the clouds, you know? So I'm (laughs) really, look. I I guess we can start with the music. Like, I guess, um, when did it first kind of become a... uh, a creative outlet for yourself. It's just so funny because everything, and I think this is obvious because I'm a black woman, but like a lot of it always is rooted in this, like, I'll just explain. So the first time I really started making music was in 2016. Um, I was pretty naive. Like I wasn't looking to like, make music I've always really loved enjoyed singing like I love singing it naturally like the birds do and you know it's just just innate um I think for most people even if you think you're a terrible singer like (laughs) like it's just like you know it sucks that now like we see making dancing and singing like we have to be good at it rather than it just being a thing that feels really good so that's how I've been up until I remember my homie like came up to me while I was volunteering at the co-op that year. And they're like, my, my guy's having a hard time finding a vocalist for his band. Um, and I know you sing, you want to like jam with them tonight and see how it goes. And I was like, sure. So I did. And it actually was like a vibe. And like, I had always wanted to like jam. Like I'd always seen my friends like doing it. And every time they would do it, like I'd get sweaty because I'd have that like, feeling of wanting to do it too you know like when you have something to say and like it you just want to like jump up like that kind of thing so it was pretty cool to like finally be able to do that um who were but... they <laughs> so it was a group of white dudes um who are pretty like they're like really fucking good musicians, which is probably why it was so easy to jam. It was easy to jam because that reason they could work around what I was doing so well um, because they're trained. Um, Yeah. They were jazz musicians. One's a really popular producer. Um, The other one was trained in like classical music. Um, So we formed a neo band, neo soul band pretty quickly and like got into the scene real quick, Um, which also was super weird for me because like, I just had never socialized in that way. Um, And because my background, a lot of my backgrounds in like nonprofit work and stuff. So like I started just 
creating art. Um, and, but I was surrounded by the wrong people. We, we didn't get along very well considering who we were like, um, and especially with it being neo soul music, like there was a lot of the times where, you know, we were asked but one particular part that I really remember was, um, we were asked to play a private show for Tariq Moody's birthday party. Mm. And that was like during, um, like Black Lives Matter movement was like really strong during that time. And it was the summer, you know, it just happens <laughs> cycles, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I was like, I really want you guys to wear Black Lives Matter shirts. Like, you know, I want us to respect the culture. Like, we're, this is like a Black dude's birthday. Like, this is really important. Like, I had my best friend at the time who was pregnant, um, and she's also Black. Like, I had her on stage with, like, signs to just, like, really, I'm dramatic. Like, if I could, like, performance art would be, like, my thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, I had all this symbolism up on stage, but, like, to get that to happen, like, it, the conversation ended up in like one of my bandmates like screaming at me and like me crying and like you know my other bandmates had asked me like if I wanted to kick them out of the band and I was just like no like if you've never been around someone like me like we all need space to grow kind of shit but um you know that ended up not working out which ended in a really bad way um, for me, because we had actually just recorded an entire album. <laughs> mm. And uh, one day I had tried to get into our account to listen to it. And I couldn't get in for some reason. And I like tried our other accounts and I couldn't get in. And that's mm. how I found out my band broke up with me. Yeah. Um, and I never got to listen to my music, which was heartbreaking um, and was one of those situations where like when we we talk about like the macro issues of racism and like um, you know that kind of thing and in, in this instance, for me, it was like you took something from me that was like very important to me. I'd never done this thing before. And you felt like you had a say in what was accessible to me. And um, even after I had like done all this work. Mm -hmm. So that is really what sparked me making music again a couple of years later. <laughs> yeah. Because I needed to like kind of heal this kind of shitty situation I had like went through where I felt like someone took something from me that I didn't even know that like I had inside me. Cause like here I was like having so much fun and being on stage when, you know, we were performing and stuff, but there was all these other things attached to it that didn't work out. Um, and I had remember one of my friends, he's a DJ that I really like that I think people should know, but Sparrow Lomenzo. He's the DJ for like Mad Planet. He does like the Kingston Burials. Yeah, sure. Um, he has like been like a really great friend and fan. And I remember when I had first broken up with my band, he like taught me about the idea of like commodity fetishism and like shared this like really weird YouTube video with me. Maybe if you just 
type that idea in, it might pop up. But it's just basically about how like musicians are unorganized laborers. So like for the longest time, I was just on this kick about like musicians don't do shit, like um, that kind of thing. Like I didn't know how I wanted to create anymore. And then it just because of that reason, because like there was all these things connected it connected to it for me, like me and these people didn't get along because we had different dreams of what music was. I felt like they had these ideas about what they wanted to do. And I didn't really have any because of what I was saying about, you know, the innate thing about just making music for me. And so that clashes too, because, and that becomes a part of like cultural difference too, um, by what kind of dreams you have and like why, and how do you go after those things? And how do you treat people when you do that? Mm -hmm. so it was like pretty hard for me to get back into music but once it became about me recognizing that that actually really hurt me um I was like I have to do this thing for myself so I did <laughs> well, good good for you here we are I'm, yeah <laughs> I'm glad that you did. um is that where sort of the space in between concept comes from sort of because not and it doesn't have to just do with these people because I don't want to give them that much power but like a lot of things happened to me afterwards too that were that did not feel good to say the least and um I was living in New York and I had to move back from New York because um someone had close to me had died and I had to deal with a lot of just things I had never dealt with before um to help my family um and so I just like felt at the time that I just didn't have anything. Like I'd completely given up my dreams of being in New York. I was studying textile production. Um, I'd gotten to my dream school there in Manhattan at FIT, like all these things. And so I was in this place of like, of just, it's like, <laughs> I remember one night after coming back from recording a song from Space In Between, like, in fucking Lannan of all places is where the studio was at the time. Um, and so once I got back into Milwaukee, I had this feeling of like, yo, I like, you know, I had music playing. It was night. I was driving. And I was like, I understand now when I hear dudes say like, this music shit's all I got. Like, cause like it really was like, it was the only thing I could put myself into like, while I was figuring things out like mm -hmm. it's the only thing that made sense like that like felt good to me like I had some sort of direction like so that's kind of where it comes from that Ooh. idea of space in between because like at the same time like when I was bringing up the concept of like musicians being unorganized laborers and like that kind of thing like I still don't know what I want to do with music and so at first I was going to call it intermission because it was just like, this is just what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, and like most things that I do, I feel like I do it so that I understand what I'm going to do next. And I don't want anyone to like expect me to keep doing this thing. This thing was just something that I did because one, I can one and two, because I really enjoy it. And then also like, it's helping me understand what I want to do with my life. <laughs> so space in between right now because 
now I feel more confident to do other things. I like truly believe in experience breeding confidence and like in whatever you do. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, I did that thing. Remember? Um, and so you're like, I can do this mm. other thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, um, I guess like what sort of like, drove you in the direction from doing like the neo soul stuff in the past into like sort of more of like the the dreamy pop stuff that you do now like what kind of like made you want to go that direction accessibility so like you know I was working with these trained jazz musicians and it was cool that I could work with them you know, I would love to learn more about music theory and stuff. And I think I'd be even a greater musician if I did that kind of thing. But I also like, you know, I'm just going to call it, I'm going to say that I have soul. So it was like easy for me to work within in that structure. But then when I didn't have it, I wasn't making music like that. Like I, I did like a bunch of open mics and stuff afterwards. And I was really doing like this like folk punk shit or what I called folk punk. Cause like I can kind of play guitar. My roommates at the time, like um, you might know Stephanie bad guy. She works for, a, oh, yeah. I, so yeah. she, she was my roommate at the time. And you know, like they're so rad, like they're totally into like the whole punk scene. And mm-hmm. so like their friends, like let me borrow their distortion pedal at the time. And they got me into Patty Smith. So like, that's just like what I was into. And so the high dive crew. (laughs) That's just like what I was doing. And like, I was performing at like filth fest and like, just like a lot of underground shit. And there was this thing called moon lodge that a local artist who used to live here, Fivey would put on during Mm -hmm. the time. And I performed there and this producer named Pixar, um, saw me there and he's he sent me beats afterwards and no one had ever fucking done that for me Mm -hmm. um and it just changed everything like it was meant for like rappers but like I was fucking with it and like I just went with it and that's kind of how this happened like that's how my sound happened I tried to find space in what was given to me and yeah (laughs) Oh, hey, I think it's, um, I think it's a pretty, like, um, it's, it's sort of like a revolutionary, like, direction in pop music that, like, a lot of, like, you know, pop contemporaries are taking right now is, like, you know, a lot of shorter songs, but with, like, really, like, feathery and light vocals, um, Mm -hmm. and sort of that ethereal aesthetic, like, it's it's like the place to be it sounds <laughs> but but you're also like totally your own artist and you're doing your own thing with it which is cool yes um so do you want to tell us a little bit about um just sort of like the the individual songs on the ep sure um so focus was really was really fun um kevin bush He's in Immortal Girlfriend. He saw me perform at a house show, again, in fucking, like, Germantown. Um, And after that, like, we just started talking. And, like, um, I would go to his studio, which was in Lannan. And 
we were like jamming at first, like just randomly doing stuff. And I remember him asking me like, what do you want to do? Like what direction you're going in? I'm like, I don't know. And uh, so we kind of stopped jamming, but then he started sending me beats. Like I was getting like the ones that like people weren't using. Um, Mm. And he had this one, I think it's so cool. So focus was for Sway Lee and he sent it to me and it was just like, I make bedroom music. So like I just sit in my room and I play the beat really loud and I usually smoke and I just try to get in my feelings and it's exactly what it says. Like, and a lot of the times too, I used to just sit in front of my mirror. And so like, I'm sitting there in front of my mirror and in the song, like, I say mirror, mirror in the car because I was looking in the mirror. I was like, I'm not talking about what I look like. Like, fuck that. That's not what I'm trying to talk about right now. Like, I just need to focus right now as I'm like looking at myself and like, what do I want? Like, what am I trying to do? And so that's kind of what, how that happened. Um, So I was just trying to like, I was like, how can I, instead of it being mirror, mirror on the wall, like what else can I do? And like, I was like, oh, a car is perfect. And the song is about, you know, direction and finding your way so I want to hear that and also like the bass is so heavy and I kept telling Kevin like turn it up like I want like I want like a big dude in his car to play this even though my voice is so soft like I want this to be a car song like um and I want people to like bop to it um so that's that one um don't trip how did that happen? I made that a couple of years ago, to be honest, um, with one of the beats that Pixar had sent me when he first saw me. And um, that happened naturally, like when you just have a spark of inspiration in mind, unfortunately, was I had just been through a pretty shitty relationship and they did something shitty that night. And I had went into the other room to sleep and the song I just started singing and I do that a lot though like subconsciously like if I'm feeling some kind of way I'll start singing a song like a song usually that's already made um and then I realize as I'm doing it like oh this is how I feel um so that's kind of what happened except it was just like my own I just started singing my feelings and then just like I usually make voice memos so I just made a note of that and then like knew that it went with this beat that I had. Um. <laughs> kind of cool, like how instinctive it was. Like, you were like sort of, you're going through something shitty and, and sort of like that became your, like a way to sort of like rebound from it in, in an artistic way that like just allowed you to put those feelings into words. Um, and uh and it came with the video of course mm-hmm. um, that yeah that was a, a cool little video we had that on breaking and entering um Thanks. yeah yeah um where'd the idea with the with that come from um i don't i think it, that's just like an organic thing because like i've been teaching myself pole dancing since quarantine and like I'm really proud of myself for it. Um, and it's 
also another thing that I started doing um, because again of trauma and I there's this whole thing around something called somatic therapy. So a lot of it has to do with the body and teaching the body new things so that it knows it's safe and it knows it's okay. Like new experiences help you heal. Um, and also one of my like role models, she claims to have healed her kidney cancer through pole dancing. And a lot of my recent trauma is physical. Um, so I just felt like it fit. Yeah. Like, and also visually it's appealing. So like, actually what I'm doing is really hard and I wanted to show off. <laughs> like, like I'm doing, like, look at what I can fucking do. Like I'm an entertainer. Like I yeah. can go, I can go hard if I want to, like, totally. <laughs> like kind of thing. So. And you're not tripping. You're no, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Not tripping. Right. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could pole dance. I don't have a pole, but if I did, I would yeah. want to learn how to pole dance for sure. Um, it's, I'll teach you. Yes, please do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, well, that's that's it's great to hear. Like that, this it sounded like this body of work was very like therapeutic for you. It was like, yes. allowed you to like. It allowed you to like um, sort of. Um, work through like those feelings of trauma or those feelings of like you know just being wronged or being hurt in the past and uh, somewhat of like a reclamation with your own through your own like expression of voice and sound and uh and yeah like and even the the visuals to go along with it um I do love a mortal girlfriend. Kevin definitely knows what he's doing. Yes, <laughs> I do too. Kevin's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's the best. Um, big shout out to Kevin. <laughs> um, so I guess that leads to like now. Um, so what are you um, what are you working on now musically? I actually have like so many songs in the vault. I feel like most musicians say that like. I have a lot of music that I'm actually really excited about. Um, but I want to take my time this time. Like this, this project was necessary for me and I just did it. And, um, but now I feel like, you know, if I'm going to continue on with music, especially because I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it quote unquote, right. Like, I'm going to make sure, you know, it's mixed well. I'm going to make sure I have visuals. I'm going to make sure I'm rolling it out. Like, just because, like, I respect myself in that way. And um, so this time around, like, if I'm releasing things, it's going to be more curated. Like, absolutely. And I've been exclusively working with a producer I'm excited um, to work with. And basically he's i have an album from him um is he a so, ghost right now like we're not <laughs> yet. yeah we'll just leave him as a ghost right now okay that's that's cool yeah um but it feels good to feel excited about something like that like i'm not even sure if i want to use it it just feels good like i'm like yeah this shit's fire like kind of thing 
Um, I'm excited to hear it. I'm really (laughs) excited. Like from how excited you sound about it, like it does sound like you're going to, you're going to trap like, you know, a record of the year type shit. (laughs) Well, it's cause like, it's, I put my stuff on SoundCloud because this was really personal and I didn't feel like it was some kind of like industry shit for like Spotify or like, you know, I wasn't, those weren't my intentions. So like knowing that like the stuff that I'm making now, as I've grown incredibly since making the music with space in between, like that's something I would feel confident putting on Spotify, like for more people to hear. And, um, yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm excited. Whether you decide to, um, release uh like snippets and or singles um i'm excited to hear what you got going on um really like i am i I think like uh you do like make really cool stuff so thank you yeah it's i hope it happens naturally like i don't like to force it um and like you can never do that (laughs) i uh you know, I want to take some time away from doing these things to like deepen my practices, both in yoga and in music and in dance. And so I actually doing a Reiki training at the end of this month um, to get my Reiki certification. Uh, But then I'm also going to be doing some sound healing training. And that just feels aligned with me. um, Because I performed once at the River West Follies and a sound healer alchemist here in the city saw me and told me I sounded like a bird and I had never had anyone say that before and they were like you would you be interested in um, doing sound baths with me sometime and I was like yeah that actually sounds pretty cool (laughs) like what do I do and he was just like just sing whatever comes out (laughs) like okay um but I want to get some actual training and like learn about how like the different frequencies um affects our biofield because music is doing that whether we're intentionally realizing it or not and so like I want to get deeper into that because it'd be cool to merge my two my two things yoga and sound um yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it actually does sound really really cool like I'm very interested in sort of how sound affects us emotionally and how textures can soothe us they can bother us they can make us feel a type of way like i i'm i am kind of interested in how sound and i mean like and music is just sort of like a at this point music is a subcategory of that which is like kind of cool because just i mean so many things can be considered music these days that like weren't considered music conventionally in the past, like experimental stuff and noise stuff. And I just, I do think it's really cool how like, you know, the auditory stimulation can like affect us emotionally. It can, it, and putting that into therapy, like sounds like I, I I honestly I would love to do that too you'll have to let me know like what that entails because that does sound really cool yeah I'm excited I actually have a book next to me here where is it I have like thousands of books actually. <laughs> thousands 
this? Can you see this? Oh, is it's it, light uh, in the way. <laughs> like, tuning the human biofield. <laughs> Dealing with vibrational sound therapy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to look into that. So um, I guess that leads us to the last thing I wanted to discuss is yoga. How long have you been doing yeah. I just started this year. So (laughs) I started training in September, um, finished my training in January and immediately got hired from um, the teacher who trained me and was working a lot um, in February and then March came. (laughs) So I was only actually really teaching for a month and yeah, life is weird. <laughs> life is weird. Um, Shout out to Devin, by the way. I, <laughs> Devin, yes. Hello, Devin. Um, who also trained with me. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was sh- not short-lived because I'm still, I'm still learning. And I actually, if, if I want to be optimistic, um, you know, it's having this time has made me more intentional how I want to teach. I've been also practicing other forms of yoga, um, like Ashtanga yoga, uh, which is the traditional way of doing yoga, um, which is cool. It's cool. But like, I am an able-bodied person. And not only that, like, I'm petite and yada, yada, yada. Like I have a huge privilege in my body and, but I don't think that kind of yoga is accessible. So I really appreciate my training in the modern Hatha style. Um, because I do think it's way more accessible to most people. Uh, and yeah, I've just been exploring and studying and I actually have a class on Wednesday with no studios um, that I'm offering at 6 p.m. <laughs> so if you're interested in my teaching, that that is where I'll be. Um, I had the pleasure of training with Brian Kest, who is the creator of the kind of yoga that I was taught. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it's like the closest I've ever come to a guru. Oh, wow. And so he came up with power yoga and reminded me like what power meant in this practice and that's kind of what I'll be doing in my class like reminding you what power means and um so it's called empowered yoga um and it has nothing to do with being flexible or doing handstands it has more so to do with practicing kindness and listening um so that's kind of the route I'm going and then eventually, like, while you're in Shavasana, I'll be singing to you. <laughs> like, that sounds very serene. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, that's cool. That sounds like a different flavor of yoga that many would connect to. Because, yeah, when, when you think of yoga, you do think of, like, oh, eventually I'm going to do this handstand or I'm going to do the, the downward-facing dog and hold it there for for a long time or all these like crazy flexible um poses and stuff i took a i took yoga in in college um 
me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my first time ever trying it. I wanted to try it because it seemed like everyone liked it so much. But I shouldn't have taken it as an 8 a.m. Maybe I would have liked it more. Yeah. Yeah, I did it in college too. And like, that's actually not where I like found my love for it. Because ironically, at the same time, so like my second semester of college, I decided I was going to drop out. During winter break, um, (laughs) I had moved to New Orleans and like lived in a van for a few weeks and was like, this is my life. And uh, came back. And so everything that I took my second semester was Arabic, yoga, a dance class, like things that I just wanted to do. And the dance class actually, so the description said like, learn your body through space. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And it ended up being Tai Chi. Mm. And like, I fucked with that because it's the first time I ever started meditating. And I had this crazy vision there one day that's like probably like still one of the best moments of my life thus far and um so when you say like you know the most advanced poses and stuff or like the handstands and whatever the most advanced pose of yoga is meditation and the whole point of doing yoga like the physical part is to prepare your body to feel comfortable in a meditative position so that it's not getting in the way um that would make sense. Yeah. So the whole point of doing yoga in in just the physical aspect is to meditate after. <laughs> oh, well, well, I guess that's a misconception that people should know um, that it's the hardest part is the part where you're not going to end up doing anything like physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's that is. Um, Maybe I'll just try it again. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I will with that new information. When people decide to start taking the pandemic seriously so we can go back to doing normal stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> like, I really, we live in a really strange time. Yeah. Yes, we <laughs> well, I hope that, I hope that, you know, we can get back into doing yoga in a way that you know everyone can be present for mm-hmm. um well uh desi it's so great to hear from you about like all of your um you know the forms of therapy that interest you that have worked for you um music being one of them um just hearing about kind of what you're working on now um you know stuff that uh um people should know about yoga uh, stuff that i didn't even know that's really cool too is yeah it's just great to really really get to know you and share space with you i i think that you're really like insightful and like empowering individual and yeah i i look forward to you know seeing what you got in store thanks (laughs) um so as you close out does the um yeah. First, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? <laughs> oh, man. It's always about, like, what I want to do. Like, 
I definitely have anxiety. Like that is my mode of being. Um, and so there's always just like an influx of things that I think about before nighttime. So I typically try to, uh, watch, well, right now I'm watching Cora. Um, so if anything on a light note, Cora keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah. I found that like watching just lighthearted comedy is great before bed. I just finished, um, the original run of Arrested Development. I'd Same. never watched it, and it's so funny. And now I have to find a new show to watch. So, um, what puts you to sleep? I'm like really good at sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm a sleeper. Like, if I didn't set an alarm, like my body naturally like wants to sleep like ten hours. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, so when I close my eyes, it's over. Like, so <laughs> my desire for, like, being in a different realm is what puts me to sleep at night, I guess. I don't really know. That's, I think that's a great thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome that, you know, you have just mastered uh, the, the, the art of <laughs> snoozing and slumbering and oh yeah uh, yeah i think i'm normally a pretty good sleeper too i also try to sleep around like nine to ten hours um last night i was only at about six and that mm -hmm. really is killing me right now but um how like in touch are you with like your dreams Ooh, i used to never remember my dreams until recently and i I don't know what to attribute it to. I don't know if it's because I'm being more mindful of the things that I've been talking about and deepening those things. Um, but last night I was playing football and a baby talked for the first time and said, this is too much. <laughs> I recently, I started keeping a dream journal um, yeah sort of like, re re like document every all the weird crazy shit that goes on in my mind when I'm asleep but yeah I never used to remember my dreams too much either until like the last like three and a half years or so I've I'm not, I think it's my antidepressants like I think mm -hmm. they, they re it's just kind of a side effect you get the vivid dreams and mm -hmm. honestly like I mean yeah some of the dreams are crazy but it makes for good content <laughs> like it makes for something to be like whoa like yeah that was crazy to to experience but i'm awake now well thank you so much desi for um joining me today um so um i'll be posting links to your music so people can check it out uh, cool. as well as um your yoga anyone watching um be safe out there and uh yeah um let us know if you need anything uh so thank you for watching mr nice guy once again thank you desi uh we will see you next time